Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Chats with Frank Martineau. There's a lot of motivation. I mean, besides last year, obviously, um, individually, you know, personally, I want to... Um, you prove that I belong here and that I'm the player that I believe I am um, and this organi organization believes I am. And then as a team, I think we have a lot to prove. Just didn't have a great year last year. Um, and I know the guys in this locker room um, are ready to, to prove some stuff this year. So having that motivation and then just, just having this new opportunity to get a clean slate. Everybody starts at the bottom and having a chance to work your way up. You know, that's a special opportunity that we got this year. And we got a good enough group to win as many games as we want to. We just got to make that decision and, and be prepared. And uh, we'll have a good year. That is Trevor Lawrence. That's your quarterback. And he remains undefeated behind a microphone. Undefeated, never lost. Call him of our ball. I mean, I almost want to go take five minutes and just dissect that soundbite. That's how much I love the soundbite. I don't. Like, I really love the soundbite. It's a good sound, but, you know. Yeah, but I think, like, sometimes I think we, like, we're so used to sound, so we just play. Like, that is not, I, again, I don't think Zach Wilson's given that soundbite. I don't think Justin Fields given that soundbite. Zach don't need to, bro. <laughs> he don't need to give no special sound. <laughs> but his actions speak words. I anyway. just, I just think he... One thing I one the big question about Trevor Lawrence coming into the NFL was would he be able to handle failure? Check. It was a huge question. Got punched in the mouth 14 times last year. Guy who had lost like four games in his previous seven seasons playing football. He's with an organization that's actually won four games over two seasons. Amen. <laughs> and and, and it just is hand. I mean, again, we can go back. I'm not talking about last year and, and all the distraction stuff, but how he puts it this year, it's like he talks to the fan, he talks to the media and answers the question, and he talks to his own guys. Like that part in there where he says, We can be, we've got, we're good enough to be as good as we want to be. We just got to be decide to do it. I mean, that's like, it's like a coach before a game type thing, you know? Mm -hmm. But you know what? Let's decide then. Well, let's decide. I know. If you're going to decide, then let's decide yes. Let's just win. <laughs> Instead let's of deciding decide. to not, let's just do it. You know? Yeah, we're going to decide one way or another. Let's decide to win. Yeah. If that's all it takes is a decision, you know, 17-0, I won't even complain if you're 10-7. and 7. Do you still have that soundbite? Because just give me the first, like, seven or eight seconds of it, even though I could l listen to the whole 23. All right. I'll give, you, I'll give you 10 seconds. There's a lot of motivation. I mean, besides last year, obviously, um, individually, you know, personally, I want to um, – you prove that I belong here and that I'm the player that I believe I am um, and this organi organization believes I am. Yeah, that's it. That's it right there. That's it. Like, that's 2022. That's the season. Like, hey, Jags, I don't know if you, like, they, they already push out, like, some slogan. Like, I don't know if they have a slogan for 2022. It's not own it. <laughs> no, not all in. No. Uh, the, that was like Shots' first year. It was all in. And uh, oh, it was obviously last year. But you take that set, the last like seven, eight seconds of that soundbite, you put that quote all around town. And I, I just love that Trevor understands. It. Like he, he's basically like, I'm, I expect to be that. And I know this organization expects to be that. And I know you expect me to be this. And that's what this is, this motivation is about for this year. I mean, that's basically his slogan. Like, I feel like if you could take a quote and put it above his locker, 
for every day that he comes in to see practice and meeting rooms and games and the rest, like, that will be it. I don't think he needs it because I think he understands it. He gets it. But, I mean, yeah, the expectations are, are big. <laughs> Delphonic says expectations were high on my end. That was about my envelope. It was. Not Trevor. Yeah, it was. But I, I think the expectations are high on Trevor. And that's real. The expectations for the Jacksonville Jaguars are not high. The expectations for Trevor Lawrence in year two are high because this is a year a lot of guys around the league have taken off. Now, again, you can compare all those guys. You can throw them all at me if you want. Led by Patrick Mahomes, and I understand it. But the thing that this young man doesn't have that those guys did have is continuity. He's got to start all over. And so I'm not sure that's like it's fair to say, hey, he's going to take that boom step like that a lot of these guys did. I think that's maybe a bit unreasonable, but he's going to be a heck of a lot better than 12 and 17. Touchdowns and picks. He's got to find more wins in three. He's got to do a lot more things better. And I think that expectation is his, ours, everybody else's. And uh, we can see if it plays out. Let's get Steven on the line. He's been hanging around. Man, oh, man, where has Steven been this summer? He is back as football season begins. Calling from a tunnel. What's up, Steven? <laughs> no, I'm just on the highway, not a tunnel. But, hey, it's been a while, Brent. Yeah, uh, man. But I, got, I, got a big, I got a big question for you, and I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, and this uh, in regards to Trayvon Walker. Uh, and I wanted a stat, and I just want to get your thoughts on it. You know, back in 1982, stats became a stat. Yes. Since then, only eight edge rushers have been taken at number one. The stat record for a number one edge guy is at seven right now, set by Miles Garrett. I want to get your thoughts on, do you think Trevor Walker could beat that? Because all he needs is half a stat to beat seven. And for the fans out there, that tells me a lot about everybody's expectations about wanting their number one overall pick edge rusher to get double-digit stats because history shows that it doesn't happen. And I'll take your comment, though. Thanks, Stephen. Good to hear from you, man. By the way, like in my mind, Glenn says, is Stephen calling from the Yellowstone Ridge? I'm not sure. That's a good one. I feel like you ever see Teen Wolf, or are you too young? I with yeah, I've seen Teen Michael Wolf. Michael J. Fox. Yeah, Michael J. Fox. Right? Yeah. Like I feel like Steven right now is up on top of the van surfing. <laughs> that's a good one. You know? Yeah. That's, that's where bad. I feel like he's calling from there. It's like if Teen Wolf had a phone, he would have <laughs> AirPods in from the top of the van surfing. Oh, that was awesome. That was. A, uh, by the way, I'm very surprised you've seen Teen Wolf. Yeah, that's a great one. Teen Wolf was great. Like. I must have been like right in the middle of come out right. What, yeah. I don't know what he, I don't know what year it would have come out. It was before Back to the Future, right? Or was I, it after? No, nah, I think it would have been after. Okay. I think. Uh, but anyway, that was. I mean, where does he find these phone? Like, does he roll? Does he just drive with the windows down? Yeah, I think so. Yes. It's a freeing. It's freeing to drive with your windows down the interstate. Yeah, not many cool. people can do it, right? You have to be a certain type of person. I appreciate that Stephen can do it. Yeah. I'm not tough enough. My dad drives on the interstate without doors on his Jeep, right? I'm not tough enough for that. I turn the air on, listen to some logic, I'm chilling. You know what I mean? I'm not tough enough for the windows and the door situation. So okay. props to Steven, no doubt. Okay, so I, I think I understood his, what he was asking. Yeah. I, I'll help if you need help. But he said for, for a rookie edge rusher, mm -hmm. the highest sack wreck, what did he say the number was? Did he say seven? And a half, I think. 
That seems awfully low. The most sacks an, a rookie edge rusher has had since 1982 is Miles Garrett at seven and a half. I'm going to look that up. Okay. Micah Parsons had 13, but he wasn't labeled yeah. like an edge guy. Right. So I think there's Maybe a little the caveat there. I don't know. Yeah, did he say number? He might have said number one pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, that's what it was. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I remember it now. Okay, he I said was laughing number, yeah. because of the the window. But he, yeah, yes. yeah, well, I was having a hard time understanding. Uh, seven sacks in, in, for a number one pick. Okay, so all he needs a seven and a half. I see what he's saying. Um, yeah, I think he's capable. Like, bro, now Stevens on YouTube. How did he get on? Don't <laughs> text a drive. The uh, I although now nah, I won't say what I was going to say, but the uh, seven sacks doesn't seem like much. No. Like, I think they're going to give him opportunities. Keep keep this in mind. I think... Uh, That's a crazy stat, though. That is kind of weird. Yeah. So does that mean there's been a lot of busts? There haven't been a ton of guys or just picked number play. one that were edge guys, right, over the years. We'll get, yeah. The, the list is... Was Clowney number one? Uh, Clowney was number one because... So he was bad, too. Wow. Uh, yeah, Clowney was definitely number one because I think the Jags picked... Was that the Bortles year? Feels uh, like it. I went to I went to the pro day. I remember that, 2014. Uh, yeah, he was one. And then I was wondering. I thought because I thought they had the third pick with Bortles, and they did. Uh, Jags had the third pick. St. Louis picked Greg Robinson second. Ooh. So uh, let's just tell. Here's what Clowney had. Low key, the Jags might have did better than those other two teams. Well, Clowney and his yeah, that's a good point. That's saying. that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Clowney had uh, he only played four games that first year. So he doesn't. I mean, so uh, that goes into it too. Yeah. Bottom line is seven sacks. Uh, seven I, I want to say like yeah. yeah. I mean, it just doesn't <laughs> seem like that much. But I always go back to something that folks told me like years ago when uh, maybe it was like a Dante Fowler year, right? And this was early on in Dante Fowler, and it's like, listen, sometimes it takes a little time for edge guys, especially, to get the numbers and get after the quarterback. And Miles Garrett, who's fantastic, is a good example of that. I mean, he just had seven sacks, and now he's like a 15-sack-a-year guy. So yeah. it shows that it takes a little bit of time, and a lot of people will tell you uh, that have played that position and have been in the NFL that it can take as much as two or three years, which maybe can give a little hope to like a guy like Caleb on chase on, to get going. And I think what basically what Steven's saying is history kind of says that a little bit. Now, it doesn't mean you can't make an impact, but your numbers might not show. Let's liken it to the conversation we have sometimes about tight end. It's very hard for a tight end as a rookie to come in and make a big, big impact. The, the trend doesn't show that. There are examples of it. But the trend does not show that. Sometimes it takes good two, three years for a guy to develop into who he's going to be at the tight end spot. And I would say the defensive end position is similar to that. Uh, now, listen, Josh Allen came in 10, 10 and a half sacks. He was playing with a pretty good roster at that time on that D-line. He wasn't the number one overall pick. So, But now you might it, be able to. So if you say that. 10 and a half sacks for Josh Allen in year one, why couldn't? Trayvon Walker have seven, which would yeah. what like almost eclipse his whole college total. <laughs> and and there's a caveat in here, okay, that I think this organization, this team, this defense, I think they want to showcase him and show that they made the right call. And if you don't think that's part of it, well, I think you're being a bit naive. That's part of it. And this goes back to like my Trevor conversation last year, like, hey, coaching staff. Get him to 10 touchdowns before, like, 
middle of December, please. Mm-hmm. Like, you can manufacture that. I'm not saying you can manufacture sacks, but you can set up defensive schemes and plays and to highlight a guy and calls. And I think Trayvon will be featured in a lot of this. I think Josh Allen will be too, but I think Trayvon will have opportunities to get home. Uh, so it shows that, look at this guy isn't just athletic, isn't just good against the run, but look at his pro football focus numbers. That's not go- going to help the narrative. It's better if he has eight, nine sacks in his rookie year. That will then set the tone for maybe his career and the expectations and what they did and while they nailed it at number one, Jags knew what they were talking about. Like, listen, I'm not, telling, I'm not saying that they sit there and, and have meetings about this stuff, but that should be part of conversations because in an organization that has lacked seriously good narratives over the years, if you can control them a little bit or at least try to exacerbate them a little bit and, and showcase the guys that you picked at the top, which is why ETN should get the ball quite a bit this year too, mm-hmm. and Devin Lloyd should be featured at times, like, yeah, do that. Because this is an organization that's failed in the first round. They need Trevor. They need Trayvon. They need ETN. They need Lloyd. They need those guys to play well. And uh, any positivity around that building, especially early on, is good. And, well, last year wasn't good for the first, the two first-rounders, quite frankly. Uh, this year, maybe they can reverse that. And Lloyd, to the lesser degree. Trevor, they need to get him going early. I said this before. If he can have seven and two out of the gates, like seven touchdowns, two picks, that's a nice start. That will change things up. Now you start yeah. projecting, right? And I'm saying in the first three weeks, even. That's not crazy. It's doable. Oh, They're playing the commanders. That's not crazy anyway. It's like a shade over two touchdowns a game average in his first three weeks. Jags, though. Should be fine. Like, you can do that. Then he's going to not make mistakes. If you can get ETN the football and then we start building this, wow, man, this is what we were missing last year. Jags would have been better last year if they had ETN, but he was hurt. Oh, okay, boom. Now you go into month two with Doug Peterson and you're starting to feed off those guys and you feed off Trevor's early success and, wow, look what ETN can be. Well, if you can do that on the same side, uh, the other side of the ball in this year's uh, draft with especially Trayvon Walker, who is going to be under the microscope, not to the degree a guy like Trevor was last year, but he's going to, and that's probably the degree of Christian Kirk, but he's going to be a bit under the microscope because there are, uh, there's definitely a segment of the population that are scratching their heads mm-hmm. at, at why did the Jags do this and can they get the results even though the, the numbers didn't show uh, in college. So I, I, think, uh, I think to answer Stephen's question just point blank, I'm not predicting he gets seven and a half, but I think it's certainly a reasonable expectation. Yeah. I, I think it's certainly a reasonable expectation. Agreed. I didn't realize, by the way, the stat, as we talked about. So now, if he gets like five sacks, kind of on pace with the other dudes. It's really not bad. Like You know what I mean? Like, if, if I wouldn't have thought about that, right? Until we would have gone back and eventually done this research in, like, February. We'd be like, how does five, you know, match up? And then we'd feel okay about it. But now I'm like, hey. You know, five, six, seven, that'd be really good in terms of what history has told us. Now, please, by all means, get 12. Yeah. You know, don't stop at seven and a half. Go get 12, 13. You know, I'm not going to be mad at you. I think it's fascinating, though. It's a very weird. That's a that's like a good trick question stat. Nobody's guessing that. That is a, Well, I didn't even know if I heard it correctly. That's how a trick yeah. question it is. Mm-hmm. And you got the caveat there is there's a small sample 
even since 1982, that's 40 years, of number one draft pick edge rushers. So yeah. your pool of candidates is small. You get a guy like Clowney who obviously didn't even play most of his, his, his first year in the league. Boom, you eliminate another one. So Miles Garrett's great, But, but I think the Miles Garrett one is yeah. really a good – that's a good illustration. What I would do is I'd take the pool a little deeper and see, like, where does that show out on, like, a top ten? Take a top 10 pick who's considered like this lottery pick, right? This this Pro Bowl-esque kind of player that, that feels like should make an impact, boom, from day one. Where does that number fall if you did the average or, or like good? Is that still around seven? And again, we've got somebody here that we can actually, like there are, there's, there's Josh Allen. He was the seventh overall pick. And uh, I, he had 10 and a half sacks. Yeah. So should that be the measuring stick? Now, he hasn't had 10 and a half since. Was, Somewhere between seven and a half and 10 and a half. But I will say this, and this is j- just to punctuate my thought on, on how the storylines can help shape how you feel. I think most of Jacksonville feels really good about Josh Allen as a football player. Factual. But aren't they really just basing that off his rookie season? Also factual. And I love Josh Allen. Love him. But he, second year, obviously got hurt, didn't play as much last year. Had one big, 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 big game. Better than the other Josh Allen. Oh, that other Josh Allen was looking dumb, stupid. And outside of that, I think he did some things, but he wasn't like, wow. Yeah. And so we're still working off that first year of 10 and a half Mm -hmm. to to say, hey, I did it. I can do this. Yeah. And now that's why this is a big year even for Josh to say, hey, I can do this again as the front man of the band now. Well, I think I said this a couple days weeks ago on ot like who's super important for them to win games and i think it's josh because they haven't helped them in fairness they haven't really brought any pass rush in to help them they've literally gotten rid of people that helped them so he's been one man band in this whole time you now use the number one pick as a guy that should be able to help take some of the pressure off of him so now i think it's time for josh to go back to those double digit sack numbers if he doesn't then i think we're having a different conversation at this time next year yeah, and listen, I, I'll be on record as saying I think they should already pay him. Like, I've got enough confidence agree in Josh that. where I think I think it could do wonders. And I don't need – as we get closer to the season, I feel like their locker room's in good shape. I feel like what Doug Peterson has done is in good shape. I'm not sure I feel as strong as I did back in February or March that, hey, if you do this, what would it say to the locker room? Like, is that needed? I don't know. I probably thought it was needed in February and March coming off like a seven-week coaching search and a disaster of a year. I probably feel a little bit differently about that now. And so they, they maybe are better off waiting and seeing how he does. But I also, if he does do well, like if he has 10 sacks by Thanksgiving, I'm giving him that contract in December, man. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing it. Like yes, boom. 100%. And, and get to the – make it happen. Yes. Uh, as quick as you can. And I don't even know if they would do that, but – I remember they did that with, I feel like, Cinderic Marks. They, I think they did a contract extension with him in the month of December uh, one time. That's really the only time I remember it uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, I haven't had a lot of guys to go extend over the years. But uh, anyway, Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, big deal. I think seven sacks is really a doable thing Same. Um, for, for Trayvon. And, of course, that's because I'm, I'm a big Trayvon fan. Like, I think it was a good pick at number one. And so I would be bullish uh, that he can get there. But, man, it would it would, it'd be a lot, of, uh, a lot of good feelings and good words said about the Jacksonville if he can actually accomplish that yeah. and go out and do it And for guys like me. Because then I could, yeah. Yeah, you could. 
And I haven't been able to do that much in 15 years here. Hey, I just looked up at the TV, bro, and they're talking about Trevor, and it's a ball going through LaVisca's hands and picked off in Tennessee. Like, I literally look up, and that's the show, play they're showing. Yeah, they show training camp today? I was like, I didn't see that out there, training camp today. No, no, no. They they, they were showing that. I, I don't actually know only saw is. one ball, and, and I don't think I saw every pass, but I, I think I saw one ball hit the ground from Trevor. And it was like, uh, I think it was a little miscommunication with him and Marvin Jones on the route. Or it might just sail them. It was so you're telling me the completion percentage is very high. Very high today, yes, but oh, it should be. Yeah. That's another thing now. Again, if you think about all the things I've accumulated and talking and having conversations over the years when it comes to camp and how's it look and what's it going to be. Well, one of the things is uh, it's that people will say that those quarterbacks that are good, ball don't touch the ground much. And, mm-hmm. and that was one of the best. Remember, if you go all the way back to, like, the Blake Bortles five-interception practice years and years ago? Like, I was yeah. like, well, people don't do that. Mm-hmm. But I will say, you know who did have, I think, like, a five-interception practice last year? I'm pretty sure. Trevor? Lamar Jackson. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I pretty sure that. he did. Well, pretty yeah. sure he did. I mean, all right, you know what's worse than a five-interception practice? A five-interception game? Yeah. <laughs> And it's true. Or four. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Plenty of Trevor talk. Undefeated behind a microphone. Good question by Stephen. Never knows. Stephen, we appreciate you working hard, man. And thanks for the good fun on the truck. Roll up the windows, maybe. He said, sorry, I drive a big work truck. So that's oh. pretty much the wind hitting the truck at 70 miles an hour. Bro, this man is a multitasker. He he's is. working. He's on YouTube. He's calling. <laughs> This is wild. Be safe out there, Steven. Yeah, I know. We can't advise you to it's do this, but we appreciate you here. You know, Steven, like, left. Yo. He thought listen. he went to, like, ESPN 690, the desert. We thought he went to 95.1 WAPE. Oh, another one. Yeah. <laughs> we just call it in in the morning, couldn't figure out why they weren't talking football. <laughs> that's what we did. Yeah, that's you can talk. Ariana Grande or something. Yeah, you know, their gig is whatever. We're having a better time, I guarantee you that, Brent. Yeah, we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. this acclimation phase right now um so it's much like otas you know where there's not a lot of physical contact but it's sort of an acclimation of, of getting back out here on the practice field and uh running around I, the way the way practices are uh scheduled from a time standpoint um allows the players to kind of build some tolerance uh, in their bodies uh, here in the next couple of days before we put the pads on that is Doug Peterson, mm-hmm. the head coach. I like acclimation. I was thinking of that word. It's a good word. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So it's a word I've found like I've had to use over. It's a good word in the sports world because people transition from one place to another. Yeah, they got to acclimate. Yeah, in sure. our business, like, like what other way would you say it? Like get used to. Um, Familiarize yourself. With yeah, it. get comfortable. Like yeah. what the hell does that mean? Acclimate just sounds so studious. It does. But not like I'm way smarter than you were. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't feel like from that sound, but I don't feel like Doug's that much smarter than me. He no. is. 100%. But oh, yeah. I definitely. don't, he didn't, you know, definitely. he didn't show off. You. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But like, like some, sometimes like, like I love Bob Costas. Oh, boy. But Costas sometimes like think people criticize because it's like, he's almost like talks with a, a vocabulary too high. Yeah, it's funny you say yeah. that. He did a really good interview with Tony Oliva yesterday for the Hall of Fame stuff. Oh, yeah. It, that's all. Costas is awesome. I, and I like Costas as a guy who grew up in the business. I think he's fantastic. 
-hmm. But I would say, like, so that's why acclimate's a good word. That's not like talking over anybody's head, but it's still like a solid word. I said a good word last week, didn't I? I think Probably. I just said it today, exacerbate. I've used it twice in, the oh, same, yeah, yeah, yeah. in two weeks. Might be a go-to now. Hey, well done. Be careful. Exacerbate. Don't exacerbate it. We have a, like a button to push if I have too many yeah. exacerbates. Yeah, yeah, I can make a button. <laughs> I got plenty of buttons that I still haven't used. Remember the Jets button? I can't wait to start using that. I can, get on a, I, can get on a word, I can get on a word kick. I have multiple buttons that I can't play that you've said. <laughs> Messing up commercials or whatnot. Oh, uh, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Bleep that out at the very least. Yeah, they're good. I have them on the computer. Uh, Brent Martin, Casey Kurtz here on a Monday. Hope you like the new look on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Thanks to uh, Casey and Aaron. Yeah, uh huh. Aaron Schachter, who will join us, I think. Like, so is he ever gonna join us again? Here's the thing: like, is he on the show now? Like, I think, but, but I haven't seen him in like weeks. Yeah. So maybe tomorrow. Did you guys like Aaron? If you're on the stream. Just let us know if you like to. He's fire also, him or fire him. By the today. way, he's also on the stream currently, so be careful with that. But, yeah, just let us know how yeah. you felt about him. I think he'll be joining the show, but I honestly haven't seen him haven't in weeks. I haven't seen him in weeks. He, went on, a, he <laughs> went on a Disney cruise, and as far as I'm concerned, they left him in one of those countries. Yeah. Like, I have no idea. He's on the private island. Like, I've barely <laughs> even texted with him, except for yesterday when he called me out. He did call you out. I liked it. That was dumb. a lot of fun. Delphonic no. wants to keep Aaron. That's so I think, yeah, Aaron uh, is good. He'll be uh, back tomorrow. He says he's going to be here tomorrow. Cap. But the bottom line is he did a nice job uh, with you on the stream. So even if he, he doesn't, at least he left us in a good place. He, yeah, he, he really did. <laughs> even if he doesn't come back. Yeah, and wait. <laughs> let me tell you something. Wait till you see the OT one. Oh, you, oh you, uh, let me guess. It's better. Uh, I wouldn't say better. You like it better. Oh, I like it. That's it was good. like you should like it. we we floated around the idea of using it for the actual this show. Okay. And then Aaron was like, we can't because like it's just it's too much for three hours. And I said, you know what it's perfect for? An hour. One hour. That's good. It I, is I get electric. That. <laughs> it's electric. Very no, good. literally, listen, I say a lot of things are electric. When you come to OT today at six o'clock, Aaron specifically told me, do not use the scenes, they're not ready. So we're gonna use them, right? Because I don't listen to rules, and I'm telling you, you're going to look at it, and you're going to go, that is electric. I like it. I can't wait to see it now. You got me excited. It's a heck of a tease. Uh, it's incredible. I hope that's not an overpromise and underdeliver moment for you, but we'll find out. It's going to be the best moment of the show when it pops up, because Middleton hasn't seen it either. He has no clue. But, Nobody has any idea but me and Aaron. Yeah, so while we're talking about the show, I mean, show update, like, yeah, we're, we're here. We're going. We're, yeah, Aaron's we are. going to join us uh, mm -hmm. daily. Aaron, you can hear on uh, the Eagle as well, of Did course. You say in the daily? I said daily. Oh, I was like, and daily. We are working on a couple other things that I kind of wish I had done by now, but they're taking a little longer. Yeah, I know. What the heck? So, dude, we had weeks and weeks off. Yep, yeah, I know. You did less stuff than takes me. time. No, that's not true. Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> I doubt it. Oh no, you did. I meant to say I did less than you. Sorry, but. Sometimes these things take time, so you gotta. I gotta told you guys said, listen, I don't want to go with it unless we're ready to go with what we got. Yeah. But so we we had this. You want to give the people a teaser though, like just a little something? Nah, not really. Dude. Nope. Nope. I want to make sure I got everything. In okay. Order. Sorry, people. I'm and, trying. I'm trying to get it out of them. And well, and it's a, it's a weird it's a teaser. teaser. Like I kind of wanted to unveil everything, get going. Um, with some of the stuff, I also don't want to overplay anything. Um, deliver. Tell you what. But uh, this week, but then we go to Canton next week, so it's kind of a weird week. Um, 
So I'm thinking now like we're maybe a couple weeks away from some of this other stuff. But either way, it's good to be here. And uh, I like the, the screen. If you watch on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, I hope you like it too. Yeah. That gives me some freshness in my life. I needed that. It's getting a little stale. It really was. Is this by the You said like you don't follow rules. Is this the longest you've ever kept a job? No. Oh, it's not? Maybe. Yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. <laughs> like, I was just thinking of that. Yeah. It's like, because you're, like, this is a good job for you. <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, it's not a bad job, no. Well, it's a good job for you because, like, you don't have, like, a ton of oversight. I told, okay, so Boss Man Jim, you guys don't really know Boss yeah. Man Jim, but he's in charge of us now. Yeah. But well, we went, like, for eight out of your, eight months out of your first yeah. year, we had, like, no boss. So I told Boss Man Jim, he's like, hey, you know, we should sit down. Like, I want to help you work some stuff. And it clicked in my head at that moment. I was like, I haven't had a boss the whole time I've been here. Like, Nick was here, right? But, you know, Nick had some other stuff going on. And then Aaron, it's a very confusing situation, folks. But the point of the story is, yeah, the boss has been minimal in my life to this point, And this might be the longest kept job. I don't know how long I worked at Auntie Anne's, though. Everything else, it wasn't a year. Yeah, because I quit to come to UNF. Ah, okay. So I don't know. But, yeah, all the other jobs that are, like, popping through my head, like, a couple weeks. Um, and you hired me, Brett. How about that? Fun fact, Brett never saw my resume. No, nah, I don't look at resumes. Never once. And here we are. Listen. He's regretting every minute of it. He probably Georgia leered the resume, and I still hired him. <laughs> I literally said I did one internship one time. Brent's like, hmm. <laughs> nice, nice. Good. Let's go. Good. Let's go. We need you. It's not that he wanted me, folks. He needed me. He had uh, no option. He needed me. <laughs> I need you on that wall. Uh, anyway, Casey, I was thinking of that, though. This is a perfect job for you. How long will you keep the job? Like, what's the over-under on you and the job? You are never going to believe what I have to tell you in commercial. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> That's that's fine. We got like 15 people on this stream that would love to do it. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I'm here. Uh, over under, though. Uh, hey, can you stay in a job for three years? No. You don't think so? No. But this one, the, the cool part about this job is it kind of evolves. I like my job. I actually very much like my job. But it does evolve. Things have, since I've been here, I don't know if you've noticed, a lot of things have changed. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah. So for the can, better. Yeah. Continuously evolving. I mean, yeah, you no. fired Austin, but outside of that. <laughs> that was like great radio, right? It was like you added a sound effect. I just drove. That was it. natural. Yeah. <laughs> what Man. was that? That uh, sounds like thing? a bottle cap. I don't know what this is, to be honest. Yeah, I don't either. Man, when people find out that's true, they're going to be upset. <laughs> um, so, anyway, we'll have some new stuff uh, continuing to unfold. And Good Aaron. stuff. Yeah. Well, good stuff, and then People Aaron. keep asking me, Aaron, is he, is he joining the show? I said, yeah, he is, I think. Who's asking? <laughs> I get asked these questions a lot, you know. All right. Who says? Uh, yeah, see, see, Steven's already got dibs. I'm and, not uh, surprised. It's a good gig, you know? Great gig. Uh, Brent you do have to work with Brenta, which Casey is... Kurtz, not easy. No. Just ask anybody in the building. It is not easy. Not he doesn't easy. even have an office, old bum. I know. I got to talk to... Boss man Jim about that. I need a status report. Status hey, upgrade. We can put you a chair in our office. Yeah, Brian. Like how many how many uh, dollars in sales do I need to bring in before I get an office? That'll that'll be like no, I gotta like hit a goal. Like I wanna hit a goal. I try to do that this fall. I'll say if I get to X amount, I get an office. Even if I don't use it. Just put my name on the door. Yeah. Like we said last week, I just lock it. <laughs> 
There you go. Doesn't have anything in it. Mm. Nobody needs to know. Nothing. So I might have to approach Boss Man Jim about that. They're probably making you one right now. <laughs> Jim's probably listening. He's out there. He's like, I'll get it. <laughs> He's coming Jim up. gets things done. Coming I got an office. Anything can happen. Hey, uh, you know, we didn't get a chance. Real, real uh, quick uh, hitters here. Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. huge contract. I'm I'm be honest with you, Brett. I'd rather start over. You'd rather start over in Arizona? To pay him the second highest salary from a quarterback? Yes. I think I would rather than pay him whatever, 48 and a half, I think it was. Uh, 46 and a half. 46 right. and a half. I seriously think I would rather start over. I, I, like that was my very, when I, when it came through, I was like, my first thought was, I was like, I think I'd rather draft somebody else. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't know, man. But I said this because I'm not a, I'm not a Kyler Murray lover. Okay. I think he's good. I think he's, I still just don't know. And last year was very disappointing. In the last half of the season, the playoff game was atrocious, like gross. Mm-hmm. It made me concerned. Should yeah. have made Arizona concerned. Wouldn't have made me open up the checkbook the way it did. You got to do business a certain way in the NFL now. And when you have a quarterback that you think is good, and they do like him. I've talked to people in that organization in the past, even going back a couple of years. Like, we think we got the coach. We think we got the quarterback. Like, they like him. And I'm not sure they have either, quite frankly. I'm not sure if I'm that high on Kingsbury, and I'm not sure I'm, like, that high on Murray. And so the simple question is that I ask, it's cool that they like him, and they think they've got their guy. But I said on Twitter last week, I did it again last night on TV, two and a half playoff wins. Would you go over under the next five years? Under. With Kyler Moore? Under. Under. Because keep in mind now, if you make the AFC Championship game, you potentially, that's two. Yes, you could get. I'm sorry, two. NFC. I said AFC. The conference well, championship. Blake Bortles has a couple two. wins. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, he does. But he never got to three. No. You can go on r- one run, or you can win a couple games multiple years. I wouldn't. Like I, I don't know. It's gonna. He's gonna have to change my mind. And I know you're in a tough spot there because if you don't have Kyler Murray, you have Colt McCoy, and your team's ready to win now. So I get all that. It, it's pretty much they had to do it. I just wouldn't have done it. Because to your point, you don't know what you have, and you don't know what you have in the coach. You're in a weird start-over spot to where you don't really have to start over. You get rid of the coach, you get rid of the quarterback, you still... Yeah, I know, you need the quarterback, don't get me wrong. But the rest of your team's pretty solid. Yeah, I think they're in a weird spot, though. They do Like, what's the future of DeAndre Hopkins? Is, is he on the downturn, or is there some issues there? He's also suspended for a bit. Um, is J.J. Watt back? Like, is he, how, is he a factor anymore? Like, they lost Chandler Jones. So, I mean, they, I don't know where they are, quite frankly. They're not exactly where they were sense. last year. So they might have to almost reload the roster and now build around the quarterback. Not not yet. I think they're going to give it a run. I just think it's a tough game to play right now. This goes all the way back to the Bortles thing. Bortles' contract was it not that bad, the actual contract. The idea of it was wrong. The inability to make a tough decision and move on, in hindsight, of of course, was wrong. The money was not wrong. The problem with today's world is you've got to pay guys what the going rate is if you're not even convinced they're the guy. Jimmy Garoppolo, for example. The going rate at that time was about $28 million for an upper echelon QB. It's jumped to $46 million over the last handful of years. 
Yeah. But and, that's and Lamar Jackson's gonna get the same. He should get more. But yeah. I, I would pay Lamar Jackson more. But like you kind of just brought it up there. Like you look at their roster, like uh, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, like Hopkins, older, Connor, older, Ertz, AJ Green. So for me, they're ready to win. Right? So answer me this. Jimmy G or Kyler? Seriously, think about it. Think about where Jimmy G's got his teams. Would they trade him to Arizona? I don't know. But Kyler at $46.5 million a year or Jimmy G right now with an older roster that you think can make a push? Uh, the fact that I even hesitated, is your answer enough? Maybe. Mm-hmm. It is. The problem I would run into is if Kingsbury's the coach, he's kind of this offense that he's established a bit with Murray in mind, and it's a totally different skill set at the quarterback position. But I think your point is a valid one. And it makes you wonder and think. And that guy, by the way, I don't know, how many playoff wins does Jimmy Garoppolo have now? Five? Four? Five? Depends uh, if they had won a wild card game way back. Like, I don't know. They won the wild card game this year. So one, two, three. Went to the Super Bowl the one year. Or one, two. So at least one, two, three. three. He's got at least three. He's got at least five. Oh, he's got at least five. Super Bowl, and then they won two this year. They won the wild card game and they beat Green Bay. Yeah, what I don't know if when they won the when they went to the Super Bowl did they win three games to get to the Super Bowl? Uh, right. I'm not sure. So four um, to five. But and I'm not convinced that Kyle Murray, by the way, given their division, given their conference in the next five years, is getting three. And like, if you ask it in that way, would you pay a quarterback 160 million guaranteed over the next handful of years to? Get you two wins or less in the postseason. No, that's a that's that's a tough one. But the bottom line here is the cost of doing business is really, really expensive right now. That I agree at with. the quarterback spot, and and that is the cost of doing business because what you have coming in after Kyler Murray might set you back for the next fifteen years as a franchise because you might miss and miss and miss and miss at that position. They think they've got something, and they might be right. He just hasn't proven enough for me to get that kind of contract. They avoided the soap opera. They avoided the drama. They might overpay. And uh, that might be the cost of doing business in the NFL. We're going to take a break. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We'll be right back. we get back to the Jags. Football at 5 coming up. Football at 5 for the first time in training camp 2022. I catch up with Darius Williams, Super Bowl champ Darius Williams. That is on the way as well. It was hot out there at camp today. You know what I got thinking? I need some iCryo in St. John's County. I've been on the road a bunch over the summer. Got to get back to uh, iCryo Pavilion at Durban Park. And, uh, oh, with the heat, I want about a bad thing to cool off in the cryotherapy. But really, the science behind it is it's good recovery for the body, for football players, for athletes, for anybody. Really recover from your daily life with iCryo in St. John's County. And how about this? How about a group party special? You look for a unique bachelor or bachelorette party idea, fun way to spend a couple tonight, or just a night out relaxing with a group group of friends. Give iCryo a call, 904-513-8877. They have some really cool specials and a good idea. They have TVs in there, relaxing chairs, food, drink, uh, and obviously lifestyle services like compression, red light therapy, cryotherapy, and more. Check it out at iCryo in St. John's County. 
elevate your lifestyle with iCryo at the Pavilion at Durban Park. Brent Martin, Casey Kurtz here on a Monday training camp. Day one in the books. New look on ESPN at 690. Which way do you want me to go, Casey? This way. Ah, I'm going to go this way. I don't like this. I, he's telling me which way to go on camera. Now I got two Brents in the shot. But it's okay. Two Brents is better than one. Yeah, I'll go this way, Casey. Shouldn't we have done this in the commercial break? I love getting Casey all wound up. Uh, hey, real quick, how about Aaron Judge? Oh, boy. How many home runs is Aaron Judge going to hit? A lot. He's got 37. Yeah, 66. Yeah, I didn't mind. What do you mean, I'm out of my mind? He's at 37, and they just started the second half. I know, but what's how many games are left? 70? It's less. It's not really half. I would say it's probably like 55. And he's been on fire. Yeah. So, and the, and the caveat here, and I'm not hoping for this seriously. I like Aaron Judge. But, I mean, he, he has had trouble making it through an entire season. So, I, I think we're looking at a 55 home run season for Aaron Judge. I'm in big into the over-unders today. You really are. You start betting or what? Nah. I mean, I like to gamble. Yo, I've been bet. buying a lot of lottery tickets and losing. And when I said bet, I mean, you know, just... I, Decided. Friendly wager. Yeah, friendly wager. Uh, who's going to win the MVP? I've already seen it, Brent. I know. I can't tell you, but I already know. Plus 3,300 odds. Oh, hammered it. I you love Shohei. So no, you I'm talking, your... sorry, I'm talking football. Oh, foot, football plus 3,300. Yeah, MVP. I've seen it. I know what happens. Um, it's, none of the, is it a, it's none of the quarterbacks at that. Oh, it's a quarterback. It is a quarterback. Oh, yeah. Plus 3,300. It's easy, buddy. Put 500 down, make $16,000. I've seen it, Brent. 3,300, that's not that long of odds. So, uh, I'm going to guess you're saying, what you always lean toward? It's, it's not Sam Darnold, that's for damn sure. It is not. This one's out of, it's not out of left field, but it's out of left field for me. Actually, no, I like this guy. I've talked a lot about him. Tua. Uh, Herbert. Same division. Uh, Josh Allen, Zach Wilson. Division. Same division as who? As uh, Herbert. Oh, I thought you said two. No, 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 sorry. Oh. Um, Derek Carr. I've seen it, Brent. 3,300. I've seen it. You and Devontae Adams think the same. I've seen it. He has great numbers, low-key. He does. Four straight years of over 4,000 yards. Now you're getting Devontae Adams. Woo! I've seen it, Brent. 16K coming soon. Either that or I'm out 500 bucks, one of the two. You're not betting 500 on that. No, it's done. Oh, you already did. It's over. I appreciate that. I like that. I can never, you know, I was thinking this because I saw some, there's some really good odds on, I mean, they got everything, right? And I was like, how do you bet on that? Like, where is where are some of those? Because those on, you got to kind of look for those, right? Like the wild ones? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially the, um, you're like the season-long ones. Like Christian Kirk over under 87 catches. Exactly. Yeah, you got to look for him. Actually, I think that number is like, by the way, the Kirk number is really low. Was it you that told me that? Yeah, it was like uh, somebody had put something. out there like 69 catches. Yeah, I'm over. And 930 yards if that's and five a, touchdowns or something. If that's a real line, I'm going way over. Over 60. You should. What's it going to raise this summer or something? Me? Yeah. No, sir. You so, want a club seats? 
I did that. 500 bucks on Derek Carr. Yeah, let me tell you what. It's you the should, Raiders, man. You should see my credit card bill, bro. <laughs> when they come to collect, I'm going to be like, hey, Listen. I don't know to tell you. Derek Carr's going to win MVP. Just wait let's six, not, eight months. Let's not talk about credit card bills. <laughs> you got a big one? Oh, a big one. Kaylee's in California right now. Oh. That, that's enough. She's spending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the difference is you can pay it off, though. I yeah. can't. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just hoping my parents are listening. And they're like, ah, Casey's in trouble. Casey we should send him some money. Yeah. <laughs> There's a car. I'll see you in week two. We gotta get this car fixed. No, you won't, because it'll be in Canton. Ah, cr- you got two weeks to fix the car. No, the car's gonna be fixed next. Don't worry. Next week, listen. New tires, new battery, potentially new door. Right? Wow, that Hello. credit card, man. They are scooping up on Hello. that. They are scooping up on that interest rate. Why? Well, Is that nineteen point nine nine percent or something? I tell you what, they are feasting <laughs> off of my interest rate. I tell you what. Football at five. Darius Williams by over under fifty five. You say over fifty five home runs for Judge? Mm-hmm. I say, I say right about it. But I'm gonna say under. Let's bet on it. Let's put something on it. All right, what? <laughs> You come up. You got a few minutes to think about it. Football yeah. five coming up on the way and whatever we're betting on. ESPN 690. It's a Monday. It's training camp. Woo. Happy football season, everyone.